Tune in and listen to the Injured List podcast of the Blue Wire podcast community and proud member of the Blue Wire Hustle program, hosted by me, Brian Scott. I'm a licensed full-time physician assistant in orthopedic surgery and sports medicine. I break down the latest in injury news regarding your favorite professional athletes each week throughout the year. I have all your major sports covered from the NFL, MLB, NHL, MLS, and MMA. There is not a sport or an injury that I will not cover. Get the most up-to-date info in easy-to-understand non-medical language so you can make the better decisions when placing your bets or setting your fantasy lineups each week. Check out my website at theinjuredlist.com where you can message me ideas for topics or questions and listen to previous episodes where I interview former athletes and healthcare professionals to talk about their experiences with sports injuries. Yo, hey, it's Justin Nipper, FightGameMedia.com, FightGameMedia Network, WrestlingObserver.com, F4W, Online.com, all that good stuff. The last two are kind of the same, So, but if you say them differently, it sounds, you know, it sounds like I do a lot more than I do. Anyway, write that down, what's going on? So, this is Write That Down with myself and Fumi Saito, but I wanted to make an announcement at the top of the show because... The last two weeks, you heard the history of UWF with Fumi and I, parts one and two. Part three is in the can. It's ready to go. But there was some really newsworthy stuff that happened uh, over the past week or so that we felt like we really had to discuss. So today, we're going to mostly focus on pro wrestling Noah. Noah is doing a kind of joint deal, joint promotion sort of thing with um, New Japan. Tokyo Dome time first week of January so as we know there's the what two days of Tokyo Dome for New Japan right now right they added a third day which usually would be at the Ota War to be kind of like the uh, Raw after Wrestlemania sort of deal but in this case they're doing a kind of joint show sort of thing with Pro Wrestling Noah so there's a poster that was released and we saw Kazuchika Okada on it and Hiroshi Tanahashi and Shingo Takagi and they were all facing, literally facing, like face-to-face on this poster with pro wrestling Noah stars like Kaito Kiyomiya and Katsuhiko Nakajima and the one and only Keiji Muto, who, if you've been listening to this show before and if you're a patron, uh, patron from uh, our Fight Game Media Patreon, we have four episodes on Keiji Muto's career that are up now. Sweet. Sweet plug. Okay, so we talked a lot about that. We also talked about uh, how... Kenta from New Japan is going to return to Noah at Noah's January 1st Budokan show, which I think kind of fell to the wayside. Not many people are talking about that, but we talked about the entire card. We talked about Kenta coming in. We talked about all these uh, wrestlers in a little more detail than I'm doing right now. We also, we didn't do a detailed deep dive on pro wrestling Noah, but we did hit the, uh, the major points on the history of pro wrestling Noah. And we were both uh, taken aback, I suppose, because Pro Wrestling Noah has been around for over 20 years now. And to Fumi and I, that sounded really wild. Time flies, huh? So that's what we mostly talk about today. Next week, we'll do History of UWF Part 3. Also, in the middle or towards the end of the show, we also talked about a separate topic, news topic about... uh, the satellite channel J Sports 
in Japan, which actually Fumi would uh, do WWE voiceovers for on the WWE products. But the news is that WWE and J Sports will not renew their contract for uh, satellite television in Japan for next year going forward. And we talked about what WWE's uh, focus or goal is in Asia going forward. And it doesn't seem to be like it's going to be in Japan. It seems like it will be more in uh, other countries like Singapore, China, and so on. But we get into more detail with that later on in the show. Okay, so there's your intro. Let's get right into it. This is Write That Down. Yeah. I remember he used the Eagles when he was in the ECW. Did you? Yeah, that, that uh, Desperado. Desperado. Great right. song. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, it was like ECW locker room and whole backstage had this rock and roll theme. You know, they were all rock and roll fans. You know, mm -hmm. they wanted to you know, use existing music. Yeah. Of course. See, that was the trend back when the time you were talking about from. Uh, from the AWA times. Hey, to... Yeah, grew up in 70s culture. You know, you grew up with 70s music, of course. And uh, yeah, regional wrestling. And yeah. So, okay, today, what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the recent news with Noah and New Japan. Kind of. Right, right. I think Western fans think it came out of nowhere. But there's a little bit of a connection, right? Between Abima TV, streaming television, and what New Japan was doing. New Japan was... World. And yeah. the TV Asahi and whatnot. And uh, that will, will also educate people about the TV rights. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, which streaming service they'll be watching. And uh, are they going to be on New Japan World? Or are they going to be on Ameba TV? Or that's also live streaming. And are they going to be on regular television like TV Asahi's regular shows? Or t BS that the broadcasting that the satellite channel, you know, satellite version of uh, TV Asahi, are they going to carry the entire program? Regular mm. TV Asahi only has 30-minute uh, program, you know. Right. But the uh, satellite channel of TV Asahi usually carry the entire show, like a two-hour, you know, programming, and just uh, they broadcast the entire show, you know, like eight matches. Yeah, so, Does uh, Samurai TV have a deal with New Japan still as well? Yeah. Yes. Yes. But they only show Korakuen version of that. I see. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, Samurai TV don't get to air their big shows like Sumo Palace or Budokan Show or the important G1 matches or Tokyo Dome shows, stuff like that. It's quite different. Usually, from it's all TV over here. Yeah. 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 The, Yo, the rights then, are split. Because the wrestling company, yeah, rights are split, and New Japan, uh, TV Asahi wants to carry the most important show, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, like being a big sponsor of New Japan, you know, they're co-owner too, right? Technically, uh, they used. I don't know the structure. That uh, when Inoki was a boss, the TV Asahi had big, big percentage stock in that company. But now it's a Bushiroad company, so I, I believe structure has changed. Hmm. But the New Japan is not open to, I mean, to public, you know, stock trading companies. So you don't know who owns how many percent of the stock and stuff like that. It's not really open to the public. Right. You can only yeah. find out through Bushy Road, but they don't own everything. So you only find out a little bit. 
Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, but then again, for fans, for wrestling fans, that uh, whichever channel or the streaming service they want to watch, that's what they want to know. And we should probably mention up front that this um, Yokohama Arena show with yeah. uh, New Japan and NOAA, it will not air on New Japan World. It will not air on New Japan World. That's what the website said as of yesterday. I believe this will. Which air- website? Uh, New Japan World website. Oh, okay. Okay. Will not be on uh that i believe that the matches that involve no wrestlers Mm -hmm. yeah and i think the idea is if you want to watch it live you have to watch it through abema tv meaning that uh, you have to subscribe to abema tv see um this is business wise this kind of business you have to have this win-win situation remember Mm -hmm. well okay win-win not like benefit you know benefit to one company over the other both company has to both i mean all party involved has to be the winner and ameba tv definitely wanted to have this entire show on their channel Mm. and actually this whole proposal was brought from new japan to ameba tv really yeah Hmm. yeah oh because uh they um number one it's there's a you have Wrestle Kingdom Tokyo Dome show January 4th and 5th, two Tokyo Dome show, right? Mm-hmm. And three only three days later, you have Yokohama Arena show. Like it's Yokohama Arena is like your Madison Square Garden size show, you know, 18,000. And uh, as of January, they are not going to have social distance, so they will have the full house. Mm. And so there's also the announcement. So the Budokan show for Noah, which is a different setup, different situation. It's, yeah, it, it's totally January 1st, New Year Day show is only for Noah. We got to talk about that today because it's the, the, I have the entire lineup, nine, you know, nine matches, 40 wrestlers working. This is all-star cast for Noah. It's a very strong show, not involving New Japan star at all. But now Kenta is involved a little bit. But that's uh, yeah, that's the new news. But it's it yeah, but they like, haven't announced any. You know, on the you know, they have to maybe switch the card a little bit around uh, to have Kenta in it. Mm, yeah, he hasn't had an opponent announced yet. Right, and also somebody like Jun Akiyama working. That's right, because he with Noah has the cyber agent cyber cyber fight deal, so he has a contract where he can appear in DDT. He can appear with Noah. Right, right. And also for traditional pro wrestling Noah fan, it's a big deal to have Jun Akiyama back. Of course. On Noah, yeah, because the original roster from two, year 2000. So you come to think of it, it's really amazing that the, uh, the very first show of pro wrestling Noah was back in 2000. So they've been around 21 years already. Amazing, amazing. It's not a about. new company, you know. Like you said, you know, the, the conversation you and I had before, the, Pro Wrestling Noah has longer history than either WCW or ECW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've uh, gone through a lot of different eras of pro wrestling, actually. And uh, yeah, and then that's changing ownership and uh, the drastic change in roster, of course. Mm. It's been 20 minutes. And then and also now that the Misawa's no longer with us, and somebody, people like 
Kenta Kobashi and Akira Taue all retired. In, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. It really, the makeup of the company changed over the years drastically. Right. And January 1st, Nippon Budokan shows the main event is still, yes, GHA, GHC. When they, do they know what GHC means? I think it's out there, but let's go over it again. GHC is, uh, can you say Global that? Honored Crown. Mm, that's right. And, and it, isn't yeah. it true that Vader came up with that? Yeah, Vader and Misawa came up with it, you know, but mm. they never publicly announced it, you know. Right. But right. Uh, Vader told me once that, uh, it's like, yeah, I came up with that name. Uh, the, the reason that they wanted to have different name for the, the Pro Wrestling Noah's World Heavyweight title, as you know, it was that Misawa did not want to have W in it, you know, because, you know, the, he, he wanted to walk away from traditional names. See, NWA, National Wrestling Alliance, right? Hmm. And WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. Now it's all WWE initial, but uh, still have W in it. You know, the PWF, Pacific Wrestling Federation. You know, IWGP, that uh, International Wrestling Grand Prix. That NWF, National Wrestling Federation. You know, AWA, that American Wrestling Alliance, uh, Association. That, that always have wrestling W in it, right? Hmm. Right in the middle. And that... Uh, Misawa did not want to have W in it for some reason. It's like I wanted to make make it sound really fresh and different. So global honored crown. It's like wow, sounds just as big as world heavyweight title. Mm -hmm. Even the company yeah. name, people don't use a W in it unless they say Pro Wrestling Noah. It's yeah, but normally it's Noah. They come right. from like a Noah's Ark. Yep, because all the uh, the wrestlers from old Japan kind of old got Japan, on the ship. they got on the ship and left. You know, it's mm. symbolic, so, isn't it? Definitely. And after our our uh, you know four pillars Shitenno show, this is kind of the continuation of what happened to all four of those guys after after yeah, we kind of yeah, yeah. is in the early two thousand right there is when yeah. they had their first show. Yeah, August of two thousand. And I remember the feeling that I got when it happened was it just felt like all Japan with a new, new. Oh, because everybody up. left, you know, that initially yeah. that the Misawa wanted to have just his guys and start out kind of smaller group. But uh, when they, uh, when uh, you know, the idea came out that uh, the entire roster wanted to join Misawa. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's how important Misawa was at the time and uh, such a, you know, locker room leader. And had a strong leadership and everybody to join you know wanted to join everybody not just wrestlers but the company staff uh the ring announcers referee ring crew the production uh, everybody and tv and tv came with it and tv nippon tv channel 4 came with it and it was like a wow uh that's no the old japan's no longer or something but instead mrs mrs barber at the time insisted that no I'm not going to let it go out of business. And mm. uh, all Japan, you know, remained, you know, with, uh, of all people, Keiji Muto coming in. Mm. Yeah, it was like a very, very big thing then. Mm. But and 20 years gone story. by. Yeah, different yeah. story. And 20 years gone by, and then who do they have on top of Noah now? I mean, 20 years later, Keiji Muto, you know, work, <laughs> work. Isn't that the history interesting? Kind of ironic, isn't it? Yeah, because all these, you know, last 20 years, yes, there was Keiji Muto version of All Japan. Then, you know, 10 years later, he walked out and created Wrestle One, you know, W1. 
then after that, he um, freelanced a little bit, but ended up signing with this version of Pro Wrestling North. Mm-hmm. That's why it's, the history is very interesting. And I believe Keiji Muto, uh, such a big star last 30 years, right? The biggest Japanese superstar, that he decided this Pro Wrestling North, this run will be his final run as a big superstar, huh? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like um, I'm not sure yet just because of the track record of all wrestlers who yeah. say they're going to retire. And then, but we'll see. And then it's in, it, impossible to predict how many times your clear was going to retire, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, uh, Keiji Muto will take on Hiroshi Tanahashi at the New Japan Noah Ebema show at Yokohama Arena. Uh, did they announce it? Mm-hmm. Did yeah, they there, announce there are three it? matches announced so far. Yeah. Muto and Tanahashi and yeah. Okada and Kaito Kiyomiya. Okay. And Shingo Takagi versus Katsuhiko Nakajima. Oh, okay. Okay. That's a strong one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but at the at the press you know, initial press conference that uh, Keiji Muto mentioned uh, Okada's name, so that single match inevitable. So do you think this will be a beginning of a kind of uh, a working relationship between the two? The second um, working relationship, yeah, I guess. It will not end with just January 8th, Yokohama Arena. Mm-hmm. If it's money-making, you know, obviously is, that uh, they will not going to just do, do it once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this two years of uh, the, the COVID, corona pandemic really damaged the business. Yeah, and it really changed, it seems, how a company like New Japan will approach Yeah, as big as they were, that uh, they, um, revenue and uh, the the size of audience, you know, like we always talk about, you know, wrestling business isn't completely, totally independent from what's happening in the real world, you know, Mm. that uh, you can't have full house shows and... uh, that the mask wearing and mandatory and uh, they came up with new rules or people entering building, you know, you need to be tested. And uh, yeah, all these things will probably remain. And also, like we know that the Omicron variant, and, 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 you know, we may have another big wave of, you know, Corona, you know, COVID thing coming, you know, and you never know, right? That's right. In Europe, they're locking down again. Yeah, so it's so unpredictable. And uh, it's uh, the dealing with the real world and what's happening in the real world. And wrestling company, to survive, you have to really fight it, you know. And uh, at the same time, the wrestling business, you know, that they're going towards more and more into streaming on on in the internet, more so than the traditional television, right? That's the very interesting point because that's what uh, Abima TV is kind of a non-traditional TV channel. It's not like no, it's TV not even TV. It's com- yeah. it's a totally and strictly um, streaming service with what over hundred channels and different genre: the music, the drama, the you know. And then wrestling is only one of their many genre. You know. Yeah, you can watch K one on it these days. I think you can watch lots of music concerts. Um, yeah, and that the, the, all the series and episodes and seasons of drama, TV dramas that used to be on regular television. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I, I feel it, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's more geared at a younger audience than the yes. older audience. Yes, because they don't watch traditional television. Mm -hmm. and so I, I would see people yeah, you on the train watching You it. can compare Abema TV of Japan. It's like your Netflix or Amazon Prime. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But even kind of bigger because it's more of like a house for a lot of other channels and shows and things like that. Yeah, it's more like an Amazon Prime, right? Amazon Prime, like, yeah. yeah has, oh, ne Netflix too, yeah. Yeah, it has a, even more and more uh, content as months go by. They add a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, because of your iPhone and smartphone, it's as if you, each and every one of us are carrying television with you at yeah, all times. That's right, <laughs> yeah. And less people are using your laptop, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mm -hmm. mean, like, uh, there are people that well, I haven't opened my laptop in months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, because if you're just watching, uh, if you're just watching live TV on your iPad, or using iPhone. social media, or mm. using emails, or any communication that uh, you're carrying in in your pocket. Hi, y'all. Double G here. My co-host John LaRocca and I have been rewatching episodes of 1997 Raw, the turning point year for the WWF and reviewing those episodes on Fight Game Media Network Plus in 2022. We'll do the same thing with 1998 Raw. So if you miss some of the golden years of the WWF, come hang out with us every week. We'll break down the shows and the pay-per-views as well and give you context and insight through our research that will take you right back to that time frame. It's wild watching these shows back with current eyes. Subscribe at patreon.com front slash fight game media i still use laptop of course because i write you know mm -hmm. yeah my, my stories and articles and books that uh, I, I i need to use my computer but uh day-to-day -day, everyday life yeah it's like you cannot live without it right without the smartphone but and, actually uh, you told me once you told me that rossi ogawa from stardom he wrote the entire book on it on the phone, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. That is pretty. I I could never even think. Oh, of I could do that. that. But uh, and he said, you know, he wrote the entire book on smartphone, laying on laying on couch <laughs> at night. I almost don't believe it, but it, it, he did it. Yeah, so. well, I, I'm sure he did it. You know, because um, more people are using it, and uh, it's like a bigger tool than we expected. You know. It's almost like uh, if if we didn't have it, certain generations would their their lives would end just right then, right there. Oh, oh, okay. Today's ninth graders, <laughs> you know, they're holding yeah. it in bed, you know. That's what I hear. A lot of parents say that's the way. That's how you discipline kids now. All you have to do is take away their phone. Oh, the the, the life stops. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my God. It's done. Finished. Yeah. Well, I believe that. It's so scary to, you know, let your life depend on it. <laughs> but it's, you know, we're talking about this in a bigger sense, but it's also representative of what, like, this really affects pro wrestling. Oh, not oh just yeah, in Japan, oh yeah, that, all over. Oh, of course, of course. You know, compared to, we're talking about Noah today, Noah 20 years ago, imagine if the streaming um, capacity and high high speed internet capacity, we had internet back, back then, but it wasn't like today. Um, or no moving motion motion images, you know. Right, you had to wait a whole day to to download about three minutes of something. I guess, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And now you can pull everything up, even watch live on something like YouTube or Abema TV, or, or yeah, and then they they don't go you know, clunk clunk clunk, you know. 
Right, right. No buffering. You can you <laughs> no can buffering. sit on the train. Right, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, you can watch an entire show just running, be in the uh, JR Yamanote line, the whole circle, maybe two or three circles. You can watch a whole wrestling show. <laughs> I guess so. Right, right. And <laughs> um, outside, then also you don't have to worry about the free Wi-Fi anymore. It's like some Wi-Fi is flying all over. You know, somebody's sure, yeah. yes, Wi-Fi is flying all over the world, so all over the country that you don't have to worry about where you can watch. You know. Yeah, you don't have to sit in front of the Starbucks and take the Wi-Fi to watch. <laughs> right. In front right. of the station or something. And then uh, the scary part is, yeah, it's like a, uh, it's like almost paranoid part of it, but uh, the big brother's watching you, right? Big part of it too. But I yeah. think that might be a generational split because I don't know if people that are younger than me even really think like that. No, not at all. Well, because they don't know they're so controlled by it. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, you, everyone, we all offer our info up uh, freely. You know, this is what I ate for breakfast and this is where I went today. And I'm going to see these people. <laughs> Instagram generation. Mm. So it's, yeah. it's different. But I think uh, when I think of a wrestler like Kaito Kiyomiya, he's, he's that generation though. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, and he's going to be the face going forward, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he yeah. seems like he's been designated as the guy he's like the roman reigns the, the the designated number one guy no matter what happens the company's behind him oh kiyomiya mm. yeah him yeah. yeah and yeah go shiozaki was more about uh, your transition huh yeah because he was kind of in the him mara fuji more so but also shiozaki was there at that time where uh, things were changing over he went through yeah, a couple yeah, Noah at the time period. he was chosen one he, right right he got injured uh, early on though didn't he yeah, that too, but it was bad time for pro wrestling Noah as a whole. Right. Let, let's yeah. go. Let's go back to the the beginning of the January first pro, pro wrestling Noah and uh, which one the relationship with New Japan. Oh yeah, let's talk about that again quickly. But we'll also go back to the the right. They, you said they've announced three matches. They've announced three uh, matches. They also announced Kenta for the January first show. But I wanted to mention earlier, and you mentioned this in a previous conversation we had. It seems like. You know, Kent is on the show now, but everybody was talking about the New Japan show, even though they wanted to propose this as a working relationship. Everybody's talking about it from the New Japan point of view. Right, right. So it seemed like nobody was talking about the Noah show at Budokan that's happening on January 1st. Because uh, it seems that New Japan against Pro Wrestling Noah, uh, Yokohama Arena seems much bigger show. But initially, Definitely. Pro Wrestling Noah announced January 1st show months ago. And that's their big biggest show, and uh, I think uh, you have to believe that that January eighth, Yokohama Arena idea came after that. Right. Yeah. And you... still, January first at the Budokan is pretty much the biggest show that Noah's producing all year. I mean, this last year, you know, they struggled, and uh, when you look at the uh, pro wrestling knows. The, the today's roster actually it's pretty strong roster they got mm -hmm. yeah it was very like interesting two generations of, yeah yeah, yeah two, the two generations two, two different generations of superstars of course i'm talking about like like you said current gh you know ghc champions go shiozaki right mm. and you got like you said kaito kiyomiya is yeah definitely definitely your next generation superstar and you have uh, katsuhiko nakajima and kengo Ken, uh, people, English-speaking 
world, you know, this hard to pronounce. They always say Ken or Ken or, right? Mm -hmm. It's Ken or. Ken no. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Osama, King. Ah, is that the yeah. same kanji? Yeah, yeah. Ken or means King of Fist. Ah, okay. Yeah, that... King of Fist. Ken or. And that makes a lot of sense because his main pose, he holds his fist down. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Bruce Lee theme, you know, like a you know, Fist of Fury. Because yeah. he was a, a phenom, a karate player, like Kyo, Kyo, yeah, Nip, 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 Nippon. Uh, he was a national champion at the Nippon Kenpo. Mm -hmm. Kenpo, that's right. And he yeah, was very Kenpo young champion, too. High, high school champion and a national champion. Like 23, and, he was a, one of the youngest Kenpo champions. Yeah, and then he was also a wrestling fan. And he was also uh, that uh, Jinsei Shinzaki Hakushi fan. And uh, he, was, he grew up in the same hometown. So he started out with Michinoku Pro Wrestling. I see. Okay. And he's yeah, also and he, on the smaller side. Uh, the body size? Body size, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still junior heavyweight size and always will be. But uh, he has to, he's been, yeah, proving himself that uh, that size, like more, you become more Eddie Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero type of, you know, guy that he's going to fight, uh, heavyweight guy, you know. Yeah. He can't change the, the size, you know, but uh, he is. That the next generation pro wrestling no superstar and he's becoming one. Hmm. And Kensuke Sasaki Proje number one, Katsuhiko Nakajima, he's small too, but he is distant. That too, you know, he's, he's like he will always be fighting bigger guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's and been around are, for quite a long time too. Because he started like out when he was what seventeen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, this is like this January first pro wrestling in Orca is like very interesting because Keiji Muto, in the 59 years old Keiji Muto, who was born in 1962, there's a guy, you know, kind of like a, you know, somebody like Yastakayano, the young pro, uh, pro wrestling in guy. This guy was born in year 2000. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a bunch yeah. of guys, a bunch of wrestlers I like have a hard time memorizing their name. These guys are like debuted in 2018, 2019. Mm -hmm. You know, me, right now they have like a five promising young guys. See, they don't call it call them young lions like New Japan, but they're like a five guys in just Pro wrestling, you know, roster right now that the, these guys got, you know, gonna be a star mm. in years to come, of course. But uh, they got a lot of young, promising wrestlers right now. It's interesting. And you mentioned earlier that the two generations, there's that gap between, yeah, the Keiji, newer guys. Yeah, there's a, yeah. On the other hand, you have Keiji Muto, you have Kazushi Sakuraba, right? You mm -hmm. have Kazuyuki Fujita, and you have Kendo Kashin, and you have Masakatsu Funaki of original Pancras. Oh my gosh. It's like, those guys are full time under contract with Pro Wrestling Noah, too. And those were the stars in 2000. Yeah. Oh, 90s. In mm, 90s, of course. But from the, the wrestlers that were born in 2000, the, the oh older generation, God. they were on the top of their games, especially at around this time. Early or late nineties, early two thousands. When they, when these kids were born, oh, there some was of these no guys Noah. Were like a nineteen. They're born nineteen ninety six. 
this, this, this guy is born 97. Oh my gosh, they're like a 24, 23, you know. But yeah, right. Because 97, when you think about 1997, it's like a Montreal, right? Montreal or, <laughs> or um, the end of the, you know, UW at first pride. Um, there was no right. even thought yeah, right. about Noah. Right. Nobody could talk about against Hickson Gracie. Was, the first one was 97. Mm-hmm. Some of these wrestlers, pro wrestling, Noah's wrestlers, weren't even born. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the idea man. for Noah wasn't even born. It wasn't even a seed by 97, right, right. 97, there were like uh, four big ones. Misawa, Kawada, Kobashi, Taue era mm-hmm. of old Japan. And glory days. Oh, glory yeah, days. people like uh, Naoya Ogawa uh, and Hashimoto had historical matches. So you and I talk about these matches like, like yesterday, but uh, yeah, we got to adjust to time a little bit here. And the main event for January 1st is GHC champion Shiozaki taking on challenger Keiji Muto. Mm, the rematch from. Uh... Yeah. And the second, there's a two sets of main event. GHC National Heavyweight Championship. The champion Ken O. The challenger is Masakatsu Funaki. Oh my gosh. They had a really nice match in their uh, N1, uh, kind of like their G1 yeah, right. version. This, this past fall, right. Mm-hmm. right. Sing, single, single match tournament. Great. So, Great stuff. I'd say, yeah, this uh, pro wrestling no, has such strong roster right now. And a very it different just, flavor than New Japan. Yeah, and it doesn't have the the exposure of, of New Japan has. Right. Yeah. See, New Japan is becoming more and more WWE-ish. Mm-hmm. They are the biggest company of all. They are, the, you know, the New Japan is the only company that can run Tokyo Dome show. And they got their, you know, the, the calendar year event. You know, the January means this. February means this, the spring, you know, tournament, that uh, tag team tournament and G1 climax. And yeah, then the junior hip top of junior heavyweight thing. And so you think about the entire year. If you are a New Japan fan, you only watch New Japan, much like your WWE universe. They got the New Japan world. It's so strong. But the I but just like the today's theme, this Ameba, Ameba TV and streaming on, on the internet, this might be pro wrestling Noah's year. Could quite be, especially at least from the Western point of view, because last year they start with the new ownership from the cyber agent company. They hired mm-hmm. English speaking announcers. That, that, that helps a lot. I think it really did. Yeah. I think it's yeah. And then, then the English speaking world that, that they noticed. Yeah, pro wrestling knows great. You know, now that the English commentary and, and the, the current product and they got their own calendar year going and own storyline going and they got their all the stars, not all the stars, but the different flavor stars. Mm-hmm. Old at, stars and the new versions. Yeah, and then, uh, I think English speaking world can look at it like, well, this is also a major league company of Japan. Mm-hmm. And it looks great on the screen too. Very high budget production. Ah, okay, different. Yeah, ring setting and uh, ramp and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe uh, all Japan pro wrestling like a distant third now. Yeah, but they're trying hard though. Their roster is pretty big too. Yeah, I caught some of it last night. The uh, the tag league they're doing the tag league now. Right, right. That's that's their traditional 
a real world tag team tournament of all Japan and dating back to what the 1977 or something. Mm. Yeah. So, I heard uh, their star, Kento Miyahara, is going to be on one of those Sasuke shows soon. One of the contestants. Oh, the Sasuke show is in the athletic? Yeah, like, a, like a, um, in America, they call it like American, American Ninja Warrior. Oh, okay. I get it. Oh, is he going to be on it? Just announced it? I hope yeah, he's going to yeah, be I don't famous. know which one. I don't know which yeah. one, but he's been, he's been he's going to do something like that. And uh, he's been doing a lot of, you know, TV spots, just showing sure. up on a game show, showing up uh, doing a non-wrestling interview. He's Right, he's right. Oh, well, he needs to be another Kensuke Sasaki project. It, ah, what's interesting right. is Kento Miyahara and Katsuhiko Nakajima of Pro Wrestling Noor, they were the practice dojo partners. Oh, I see. Isn't that interesting? One went to Pro Wrestling Noah, one went to All Japan. Then Kensuke retired. They almost have, like, uh, when Nakajima grows his hair out, kind of like the same brown hair. <laughs> There's the same, yeah. not, not too big, but not too small either. But, of course, Nakajima is more of the martial artist type. And Yeah, and then Kento Miyahara is a lot taller, too. Yeah, he's a heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. But uh, those two were the sparring and uh, dojo and a roommate at the at the Kensuke and, and Kensuke Dojo under Akira Hokuto and Kensuke Sasaki. Great coaches they had, huh? And also Masa Saito was a coach there at the time. So, and this was around the time when Pro Wrestling Noah was getting started too, right? Yeah, right, right. So this is early two thousands. Early two thousand, and also uh, actually. Katsuhiko Nakajima, at the time, 16 or 17, he debuted with Double J Pro Wrestling. Mm -hmm. Wrestled uh, the World Japan Pro Wrestling that Riki Choshu had about a year. (laughs) So I was reading an old uh, Observer newsletter from around that time, and in the results, at one of those shows, he was 13 years old, and they had Nakajima do a karate Karate exhibition. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing is that. I mean, he's he's still quite young. He's 33, 34. He's not not so old, but he's been around for all these years. Yeah, only uh, born 88. So that'll make him what? uh, Like 33? Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I remember... he's been doing it in front of an audience since he was like age 13, 14 then. Yeah. 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 And I remember seeing him on the uh, magazine covers and the TV when he would be posed with a family, with Sasaki and Akira Hokuto. He was like. Yeah. There. It's like basically like he was like a, he was adopt, you know, adopted by the, that uh, family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and he, he has his own was special aura. Actually, practic- he was living with them in their house. So he was really like their adopted son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For real. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, let's actually go. Let's go back to that time around the early 2000s when Noah started to kick off because they actually didn't lose the momentum they had going that the main stars from all Japan had at the time. It mm-hmm. seemed like um, the early years of Noah were were pretty huge. Pretty big. And they, you know, they had, they, they maintained all the Nippon Budokan show schedules. Mm-hmm. They had Nippon TV Channel 4, regular television network shows. Mm-hmm. And they went into the, the legendary Tokyo Dome show, if you remember, Kenta Kobashi against Jun Akiyama. Yeah, Tokyo Dome show. That? that was the... Um... 2005, 2006? 
And yeah, around there. Yeah. Was this before or after Kobashi came back from his? Uh, from uh, his no, no, uh, before. Before, yeah, he came before, back in two thousand seven. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, then, then that'll be earlier than like two thousand four. Okay, so, and this was also a time where there would be a little bit of crossover too. There'd be stars from other companies popping in and out as well. Right, like Old Japan's Keiji Muto came in and had a tag team match against Misawa's tag team. That the, the Misawa Keiji Muto single match never happened, you know. But uh, they did have confrontation in tag team situation. Yeah, I think uh, we also saw Yuji Nagata come over in the early two thousand. Right, right, right. Representative. Well, that's uh, see when the dark age of pro wrestling because of MMA boom, that mm -hmm. uh, a lot of wrestling company worked together. Yeah. So. That's the nature of like this is wrestling is like a funny you know animal right that uh, funny beast that they don't the two wrestling companies don't necessarily work together when business is hot on their own right there's there's reason for two wrestling companies working together to make it hot yeah and because of this COVID and uh, changing in, in technology and all these things that uh, wrestling in 2020 and wrestling in 2021 isn't exactly hot. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So, and it's, it, it's, a, and it's different because it's a, a world situation. It's sure things are, yeah, it's, it's experiencing different. it. Yeah. And, and um, we, we changed the way we watch wrestling too. Right. So, yeah, and at this time, I think that was also the beginning of major changes to to wrestling, not just in Japan, but over in the States, there was a lot being shaken up, too. Also, I believe around this time is when WWE got their big TV deal in Japan. They, or, uh, they, or they were on uh, TV more regularly. I mean, early 2000, you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah WWE was on Channel 8 Fuji Television mm -hmm. Network. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before we, you know, before we forget that uh, J Sports of uh, right, the yeah. Sky Perfect TV, the satellite dish, that's the only channel that they that carry WWE programming today. They are canceling all WWE shows as of end of this year. So, so at they the just end announced of, it. Yeah, at the end of December. At the end of December. So. As of January of 2021, oh no, 2022, coming year, WWE is not having any television in Japan. Isn't that a strange? That's very interesting. And you, you were associated with them for, for the bit of the, their time. Yeah, the Japanese voiceover. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I haven't done it, you know, because uh, I was told that uh, unofficially that their rights are so high, you know, TV rights. Mm -hmm. See, you know how how much they make with from CBS Fox a year, forty million dollar, you know, deal a year. That the USA Network, that the Monday Night Raw, they make somewhat the what the forty million a year. Japanese satellite channel is not not about paying that kind of fee. You know, they don't have that kind of budget. Right, because they don't yeah. have that kind of market. It's not it's not the same as uh, in the states. TV watching is more of a yeah, daily I, ritual. Yeah, we should go back to you know Japanese scene and pro wrestling, you know, and in New Japan and all that. But uh, we need to cover this WWE situation too. 
that the I don't think WWE looks at Japan as their big market any, any longer. See, they they closed WWE Japan office this year, mm-hmm. shut down, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have office anymore, and I believe WWE looks at Singapore and Shanghai as their Asian capital. I see. Over I marketing, see. yeah, because the way money is Singapore and Shanghai, China. I mean, money place and Japanese economy isn't exactly booming. You know, the economy is really bad in Japan too. I mean, right now, you know, and uh, they haven't had because of COVID too, but uh, they didn't have regular Japan, you know, Pacific tour in in last year, year 2020. This year, they didn't come either. And we don't know know, if WWE will have tour in Japan next year either. Not it's likely, very, huh? Very, yeah, I doubt it. And it's very interesting too because Singapore and China, Shanghai, Shanghai, Shanghai yeah. those areas, I mean, they have pro wrestling, but it's not a developed pro wrestling market, neither of the countries. So I think, but that they look they at be WWE, WWE products like your Disney. Mm-hmm. You know, they, it's like they're educating fans with American pro wrestling. Or they, I should say, sport entertainment. Mm, their idea of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they have small, you know, in the Asia countries, they have small independent pro wrestling, but they're never that big, okay? And WWE is like much like your Universal Studio tour or your Walt Disney on Ice or something, and then they'll come in and they market. They sell their marches, you know, and... Uh, uh, Asian marketing capital is, according to WWE marketing uh, division, that uh, Shanghai and Singapore, uh, those are the places where money is. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they, you know, WWE look at Japan as their special market any longer. I, I think it's going to. This is just my prediction, but it seems like Japan is going to. Because of the circumstances, they're going to have to become more insular, so it's harder to fly in outside energy, uh, outside stars. You know, New Japan and NOAA—that's a good idea because it's mostly Japanese stars. They're not getting any visas. They're not importing anything, and it's still and fresh and it's still there. Um, there, New Japan's American stars, right? Right. Yeah, New Japan branded. New Japan branded American stars. They got the bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jay White is the type of wrestler who you wouldn't see on a WWE program. It's new. He's a New Japan style wrestler. He's the dojo product. Just like, just like someone from WWE, like, uh, you know, from with their performance, performance center. center. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Same, same idea, just different philosophies. But I, I, it's it, like you said, it's kind of a WWE approach. I think so. They, they, they train and develop their own superstars. Yeah, in their way, in just their yeah. way. And probably, like, not the full time, but the AEW probably will be working with Japan a lot more this coming year. So, yeah, AEW superstar is pretty much coming. I'm talking about people like Kenny Omega or John Moxley or, or Brian Danielson, for that matter, and mm. Chris Jericho, of course. And yeah, they can be part of Japanese wrestling scene. And I think that was, you know, I don't know when, but this is a situation that's determined by the world's circumstances. 
that not, too. Yeah. not just choices. You know, I, sometimes I look on the internet and Twitter, which is, you know, dangerous, but you see people complaining <laughs> about, oh, why don't they get, you know, X, Y, and Z because this person is better than that wrestler and blah. The business doesn't work that way. It has nothing to do with that. You know, it's no nothing to do with who's a good wrestler and who's not. It's just there's no situation where that could happen because the world is in a certain place. Just like with the WWE situation, it's just I don't think anybody. It's just it makes sense for WWE, doesn't it? It's they want to open and expand their style of uh, pro wrestling entertainment and the world war you know worldwide marketing you know yeah. WWE on, the only company that exists I mean according to them right well if they want to do that they want to go to a new area so it makes sense that they want to go to Shanghai and it That's makes sense Singapore that yeah, New I Japan it, it inherits the the rest of the wrestlers that are hot in the states but that aren't a part of that part of that pool. yeah yeah Right, so right. It's another change, another. Yeah, and then evidently that uh, when you open the uh, that the New Japan World website streaming service, you scroll down uh, a little bit, and uh, you see AEW programming and Impact Wrestling mm-hmm. in Wrestling uh, New Japan World. Did yeah. you know that? I saw that I was covering New Japan Strong last night, and they had a rematch between uh, Suzuki and Archer and John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. And the first match was on AEW and the second match was on New Japan Strong. And, and they showed the footage. They, the AEW footage of Minoru Suzuki against Brian Danielson from mm-hmm. AEW footage is on New Japan World. Yeah, it looks very, it looks different than when it started. There's a lot of different options you can get. Yeah, because... it's, it's not that they, you know, New Japan World carry the entire AW shows or you know Dynamite and 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 whatnot and Renegade. Uh, they anything crossover with New Japan talent, they will put that AEW show AEW match on New Japan World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they must ink the the, the deal. Yeah, I think we'll see a lot more of that going forward. The New Japan yeah, talent. Yeah, and a little bit of with Impact because Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer tag team match was on Impact TV program, but they took the, just that match, but they put that on New Japan World. Mm-hmm. And they've been yeah. doing that when, uh, you know, El Fantasmo or Juice Robinson shows up, Dave Finley. Right. Yeah, the and associated also acts. New Japan Strong, you know, American version of new japan show is that's their vehicle you know marketing vehicle in american market mm-hmm. yeah i just yeah. was at the uh the battle in the valley show in san jose a few weeks ago um it was on and the same night as AEW. somebody like Kazuchika Okada on it. yeah he was like a rock star oh my gosh mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. so popular that you know one of the loudest uh reactions of the night was when okada took off his uh his bottom robe you know, he wears a robe to the ring. Uh, he right. took it off. Everybody went, you know, crazy. He oh. didn't even do anything. <laughs> That's a superstar. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. felt like a, uh, yeah, like a top, you know, superstar that could be in WWE. He wrestled Buddy Matthews. Used to be Buddy Murphy that night. Yeah, but uh, Buddy Matthews now used to be what the, the Buddy, I, I almost said Buddy Murphy, but now, yes, Buddy Matthews. Hmm. That guy is perfect. To become New Japan American superstar, perfect, yes. perfect. He has the look. He has the uh, the technique. Yeah. And also, when you come to Japanese wrestling, you don't need storyline like you know your. I'm talking about WWE style storyline. No backstage skit. Not even the mic 
promo. You just come in and have good dressing match. Mm. They do a little bit more than the regular New Japan yeah, show. Yeah, but they're but not like storyline. No more than five minutes. Yeah, you need a little promo, you know, but the, the style's different. What you do is what you wrestle in the ring. Mm-hmm. And for that matter, somebody like, you know, the, the Tony Neath, mm-hmm. he'd yeah. be great. Yeah, he's perfect for Japan. Yes. You know quite who, a few uh, candidates. Oh, oh, yeah. There's tons. Every week, there are new candidates. That, uh, yeah, that uh, who's released from WWE, right? Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. that they need to take all these released WWE superstars, you know, but uh, there are quite a few guys that they didn't do anything about, but uh, there's a perfect candidate for Japanese wrestling. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, Ricochet ends up there again. He was here before. Mm, yeah, he yeah. had a lot of uh, issues with uh, sh- appearing on American television at that time because that was when New Japan did their Long Beach show, the first kind of live tryout with the television in the States, and he wasn't allowed to p- appear because he was a member of the uh, Lucha Underground. Ah, right, under contract. So right. he couldn't be on uh, two shows or something. So. Ah, okay. Well, Lucha Underground is a different story. It's like a, like a almost like a wrestling drama show, season mm. show. You know? But the the actually, but contractually in his contract, they said he couldn't be on the television. Right, right, right. But Business. you know, maybe he can show up again. But you know who has actually had a he has new life in him. He came back from WWE, and it's not John Moxley. It's he used to be called Darren Young. His name is Fred Rosser in New Japan. Right, now. Darren Young, uh, the, and, the original NXT guy. Yeah, that's right. He was an original NXT guy. Uh, yeah, uh, the, yeah. The, the Nexus. Uh, Nexus, um, okay, okay, Nexus, yeah, right. He, um, he, he's like a, one of the top baby faces for the brand right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. And also, uh, I don't think Buddy Matthews realized that now. But uh, when New Japan expand into Australia, they they need him. Exactly. Exactly. That's a great call because he's from Australia, and he's uh, they had the uh, other Australian guys uh, for a little bit. The uh, ex Noah. Sure, uh, sure, right. Scenario. Shane, Shane. Yep, Shane and uh, uh, Mikey, Mikey Nichols. Right, right. They can be, yeah. Oh, that interesting. Was a, you know what else was in it? It's, it's funny you mentioned that because at that same show that Buddy, Ma- I was going to say Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews was at, <laughs> uh, his name in WWE was Bronson Reed. His name is Jonah, Jonah Rock. He's going to be a part of New Japan going forward. He's Australian. Ah, interesting, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can connect the dots on your own and see what's going to happen. Yeah, I think so. Because after all, New Japan, WWE and New Japan are two biggest companies in the world. They're like somewhat competing. I, I think I would throw AEW into the mix too, because they've been doing a very, it's pretty amazing what they're doing right now. So Sure, sure. And it, I think we'll see a lot you, more crossover. You need too. competition in, 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 in the one genre, not Monopoly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we're seeing that with the NOAA. Uh, I guess project with New Japan because I don't I don't know exactly what it is because we've yet to see it but um yeah it's pretty exciting pretty yeah, interesting it'll be interesting and then in the technology that we didn't know about yeah streaming. ten years ago yeah oh, but it's becoming more yeah not even five years ago right so wrestling you know has always been uh, in a uh, in a vehicle for new technology if you remember you know how Ricky Dozen era of professional wrestling in japan started the beginning of television was beginning of professional wrestling pro wrestling in japan mm-hmm. right Technology. in america yeah in america you know before there was cable you had this 
uh, closed circuit television. You know, you go to movie theater and watch wrestling. You have you in, in LA. You had male mascots, right? That they were showing their closed circuit wrestling at movie theaters. Then there was cable television. Then there was pay per view. Be- way, I mean, decades before your live streaming. And uh, it's the television. I mean, wrestling is always on this the latest technology. Yeah, You're deeply connected to it. It seems. Well, like. I think so. I think so. Because you fun. need the software. You know. It's funny you mentioned the closed circuit idea because recently AEW has been doing a lot of when they have their pay per view. You can go to the movie theater locally and watch it in a lot of big cities. Right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just like closed circuit. Yeah. So and, uh, what was the biggest closed circuit in seventies? Remember? In 70s? Or oh was it was Enoki and uh, against Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Ali. Yeah. Right. Then, then then a lot of people learned that technology existed. Yeah, and look how look how much of an impact that had just as being the, the first big show on uh, closed circuit. Which yeah. there's books on it. There, you know, it's there's a, a very deep rooted relationship between pro wrestling and, and the technology. media. Yeah, media technology, media, and current yeah. technology. Yeah, sure. So I, I believe this pro wrestling or this, you know, Ameba TV, uh, New Japan pro wrestling undertaking, just this is something historical. Mm-hmm. Just like when Noah and NTV stayed together and kind of not brought Noah up, but put Noah right in the front of yeah. pro wrestling. And let me ask you this. Would you say that in the early 2000s that Pro Wrestling Noah was maybe the number one pro wrestling company at a time? At any point in time between 2000 uh, and... started out as a major company, a new company, but mm-hmm. because of network television signing was in Channel 4 and also that the satellite version of NTV. And uh, yeah, they were able to have Tokyo Dome show right away. And uh, it, it started out as pretty pretty big budget company yeah mm-hmm. and big time matches too yeah that too yeah because all the prime time wrestler migrated you know mm-hmm. yeah but not made, all of the foreign wrestlers migrated they had to develop their own wrestler because mitsuharu misawa as a promoter and producer didn't have giant baba kind of connection with america right so they had to bring in, or oh, they brought in Vader and two called Scorpio initially, right? Mm-hmm. But they um, they were able to develop people like uh, Bison Smith, uh, you know, their version of American stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they found and some of the, yeah, the, the big indie stars at that time, like Michael Modest and... Um... Uh, they are part of the, yeah, beginning, yes. Yeah, and... Uh... I remember at that time in the States, a name like Michael Modest, he had just signed with WCW, but it went under. So there were a lot of names that you'd be reading about in the magazines and the newsletters, but they, uh, they would disappear. Christopher Daniels around that time, he wasn't with Noah, but he, you know, he was popping around the scene. Misawa went straight to Harley Race and Terry Gordy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and Harley Race had his students in, 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 in Missouri. You know, so they brought in people like, you know, Superstar Steve and yeah. And also Terry Gordy and his nephew, Richard A. Slinger, worked as a, like the liaison person in America. Mm -hmm. And Richard Slinger was a a foreign star in all Japan during the 90s. Right. But the Misawa took him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So that was a little bit different too. So there's always, always some connection with America. Yeah, of course you have to. And Vader was a big part of that initial mix as well. Yeah, he also migrated from all Japan to to Noah. Well, the, he was in the late '80s and '90s superstar with New Japan. Then went to UWF International. Then went to WCW. He ended up going WWE, but came back with, to Giant Baba's you know last version of All Japan. Then he migrated into pro wrestling Noah. So he experienced the whole just landscaping changes. Pretty amazing, isn't it? I don't know any other wrestlers who experienced each at the top of each of those uh, times. Oh, Vader? Yeah, mm. yeah. Because you need a big star, and he was perfect guy at the time. Because mm-hmm. when, when you have Vader against Misawa, that's your instant main event. It's perfect. Yeah, anybody. Vader against Kobashi, Vader against anybody. Jun Akiyama, that can be main event. You need main event star. Now you mentioned Jun Akiyama. Now he, he, we can tie him back to that point, but also to the to the current uh, shows and and relations that we're going to see with Noah and New Japan. But Jun Akiyama was uh, kind of lost in between those times. You know, he he was never one of uh, you know people say four pillars or ten. No, the it's like the a four. fifth guy. Yeah, he's the fifth. The yeah, did you ever hear that? You know, the fifth Beatle. You know, the manager. Yeah, was considered yeah, I guess. Him like yeah, the, right, right. I mean, I he's he not like the, that. Yeah, he, he was just, he was too young to have that role, but, you know, things didn't work out so smoothly with the companies, but, you know, he was on top at Pro Wrestling Noah too, but do you think he got his fair shot or, or do you think, and he's still active and is just Yeah, but a, uh, if you remember that uh, when Pro Wrestling Noah was big for the first wave, Kobashi against Jun Akiyama was the main event at Tokyo Dome, not right. Misawa. Hmm. Yeah. How did fans react to Akiyama in the main event at that time? Uh, he was ready. Yeah. Mm. That was the biggest show. Instead of Misawa against Kobashi, Kobashi against Akiyama was the chosen card. And he had changed his image too. He changed his blue tights to the white Into tights. Into silver white. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was, yeah, that kind of signified without having to, you know, do a gimmick change. He's, he's a top guy here. Yeah, now he's a he's a veteran, and he will develop a lot of wrestlers from DDT now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's like a trainer. Active. Yeah, he's still active, but he will be the great coach. Mm. Yeah, he was a nas- national college too. wrestling champion. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, Akiyama. Yeah, oh. and went to Senshu University. Senshu University. Yeah, Sen- yeah. Senshu University had developed what. The- Ricky Choshu, Hiroshi Hase, and Manabu Nakanishi, and yeah, all these good wrestlers. The Liger Not all, but too? yeah. Huh? Liger too? Oh, no, Liger never went to college. Oh, he only wrestled at high school level. Yeah, high school national I champion. I see, I see. And the kind of useless trivia that the one-year high school wrestling tournament final was Kawada against Yamada. Wow, I... I... I hope there's some VHS the, footage, the footage or the home video of <laughs> high school, you know, amateur wrestling tournament final that the young Toshiaki Kawada against Keiichi Yamada. Yeah. I'll try to find that someday. <laughs> like holy and Kawada beat him that time. Uh, Kawada's another uh, interesting name in all of this too. He didn't yeah, go to Noah. But Noah. he didn't go to Noah. Yeah, but mm. he saved. You know, he's one of the person who saved, the, you know, Mrs. B- Mrs. Baba's version of All Japan Pro Wrestling. 
but well, also I, best friend with Misawa too. Yeah, I find that so interesting, the relationship, but also combined with what a lot of people think happened, like they hated each other. No, it's not true. Yeah. That's American. That's American, you know, understanding. It's, it's in a kind of like a myth, but the, yeah, it's a big myth. Yeah. But it's actually, uh, it, it's a, it's interesting what happened. He just, he was never, he was never formally asked by Miss Is that correct? Yeah. That's why he, he stayed. See, he didn't want to hear that from, you know, from the, through the grapevine mm -hmm. that the Misawa's leaving and then starting a new company. If Misawa, you know, came to Kawada for, as a very first person, you know, yeah, I'm doing this, and are you coming? And then he would have, right? It's like, a, you know, high school drama between, a, like, in a relationship. Like, I'm not talking to you until you talk to me. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, and also, he took it, like, look, I'm saving all Japan. This is why I started. And uh, he was loyal to the company, too, as well. And uh, you go do your own thing, and I do mine. Mm. <laughs> you and know? he really did his own thing it was very different than what was going on in noah he would end up you know being and then, face, then when keiji muto came in you know that the keiji muto against kawada became the dream match mm -hmm. yeah so that was very interesting part that we we have to study you know and yeah, yeah. and people have to study in years to come yeah kawada especially just his own path is is worth uh, taking a look at yeah, yeah. So it's not that see, a lot of the American website will say Misawa and Kawada hated each other. That's not true at all. Not true. They're very closely connected. They're uh, junior and senior kind of uh, relationship. That's a huge, huge. Um, it doesn't just go away. Yeah. And then they were, in, you know, when Misawa was 12th grade and Kawada being 11th grade wrestling team and they living in dormitory and they were roommates too. Sounds like a movie, you know, it writes itself. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. So they, it's not like simply hated each other or anything like that. It's so complicated that almost love and hate Shakespeare's. Very much so. And he wasn't, you said that he was the first person that the media spoke with after Misawa oh, passed. After Misawa passed, right. Not Kobashi, no. not Akiyama. It had to be Kawada, mm -hmm. right. So their friendship, I mean, that the friendship we don't know about, you know, Mm -hmm. that uh, it remained, yeah. And, and I believe that uh, because of Misawa's passing that uh, Kawada was ready to walk away from wrestling, in which he did. Right. Yeah, did he, know, he never quietly. showed up after that, really. And he never even had the retirement ceremony or retirement match, you know? When he's invited to, uh, you know, after, years after, uh, Kawada's invited to some old Japan show, right, to just give flowers or something. He would not walk the wrestling, you know, ramp. I mean, he's uh, uh, down the aisle, right? Like yeah, it's not weird. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's how humble he is. Look, mm -hmm. I never had a retirement match. I'm not a star anymore. I'm not going to walk that ramp, you know, like walking in a, like a star. He just, yeah, walk. I mean, he still come into ring and give flower to title matches and stuff, but he just walk the aisle. <laughs> I mean, just how humble he is. I mean, great person, right? And he he doesn't even look like a pro wrestler anymore. He's just a shop owner. He has a ramen shop. Right. Then uh, when you go to a restaurant, like owned by a famous star or something, when you go there, they're never there, right? No. But uh, when you go to Kawada's Izakaya Ramen House, he's there every night. 
It's pretty, yeah. We got to spend uh, another episode on just him one day. It's very interesting. Yeah, and then when you come back to Japan next time, we go to Kawada's ramen house. Yeah, I like to. I never got a chance to go. I went to Matsunaga's place. Steakhouse. Uh, yeah. But he's never, I, I went to the one in Kinshjo. I don't think that's open anymore. Oh, that the steak, right, right. He, I think it's he only Kameido. Right. And it's like a lot of walking from the train station. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So it's both areas. They're really, but that's good. Uh, that's a great uh, kind of example of seeing the downtown lifestyle of those areas. You want right, to walk not, those areas. Not right by the subway station, but you have to walk blocks. Yeah. the de- and You get to see the neighborhood and everyday people. Yeah. Everyday but the Matsunaga's there every night. And mm-hmm. Kelokan was there every night, but he just kind of closed down his bar. Mm-hmm. You know, because of COVID, I believe, you know, the business was down. Yeah. And Bonacano's bars, you know, closed too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the Kyoko Inoue's bar is still open. And uh, yeah, we can still hit a few, few places, inclu- yeah. including Rivera Steakhouse, of course. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I never went there. I never had the chance. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll go there. We'll yeah. have to go there. Um, yeah, it's a uh, wrestling. Yeah, it's like if you're a wrestling fan and came to Tokyo, you have to go to Ribera Steakhouse. Yeah, everybody wants the jacket. Uh, it's hard to get. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Unless CM Punk wrestling, made it wrestling. so famous because he's always wearing it on TV. Oh, okay. Well, initially it was Bruiser Brody. He was the first, yeah? He was the first one who discovered the steakhouse. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, he walked around, you know, in Shinagawa and he was current owner of uh, Ribera Steakhouse is his son. The original one was owned by his father, okay? Mm-hmm. Yamaguchi-san. That uh, Bruiser Brody walked around in the Shinagawa Pacific Hotel just, you know, trying trying to find a place to eat. Oh, this is a good steakhouse. Just hall in the wall, just counter place. Then I start, you know, going there regularly and Bruiser Brody initially gave Mr. Ribera the idea of coming up with their own t-shirt and a satin jacket on all those things. That was Bruiser Brody's idea. <laughs> Pro wrestling approach, yeah? Merchandising. Exactly. Yeah. Then after that, that uh, all the old Japan gaijin wrestlers started going there. And it was Dynamite Kid and David Boy Smith who always wore Ribera's jacket. I remember those images in my head of those. Uh, yeah, and then wearing they the were wearing Ribera's jacket at the Madison Square Garden too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Great promotion. Yeah, yeah. So uh, every single American superstar went there one time or another. Hmm. Yeah, very interesting. And Road Warriors, of course. I think yeah. even still, like a WWE wrestlers, everybody goes through there still. Oh, because it was like 30 years later that, the, you know, somebody like CM Punk grew up as a big wrestling fan. Like, I got to get there mm-hmm. and I got to get the jacket, you know? Mm-hmm. So and it's, it's like... <laughs> yeah, like like uh, you know, in Ireland, the Blarney Stone. You, you got to go just to touch the stone. Right, right. And then somebody, people like, you know, Mike Tyson went there and had jacket. You know, and just you got to get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Next time we'll do it. All right. Anyhow, that the let's go back to New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling North thing, and we talked about January first Pro Wrestling North Budokan show. That's their own big, big, big show. And uh, yeah, it's very symbolic to have champion Shiozaki, Go Shiozaki, defending his title against Keiji Muto and GHC national champion Ken Wo, the king of, you know, king of fist, mm-hmm. going up against Masakatsu Funaki from another generation. 
and uh, it'll be interesting. And Marufuji and you know Naomichi Marufuji and Jun Akiyama making a tag team for the first time in years, going up against Kaito Kiyomiya and Yoshiki Inamura. Yoshiki Inamura is another very promising pro wrestling no rookie. He mm -hmm. debuted in year 2018. You know, he was born in 1992, you know? He's the really big guy, yeah? Yeah, yeah, stucky guy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very promising rookie. So it'll be very interesting, yeah. And they got the GHC Junior Heavyweight title, you know, Daisuke Harada defending title against Seiki Yoshioka, uh, that uh, actually he's, Yoshioka now worked for Pro Wrestling Noah, but the train under Keiji Muto of Wrestle One, mm -hmm. another, I mean, different school of wrestling, right? And GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title that uh, Yoshinari Ogawa and Hayata are going up against Kotaro Suzuki and Ikuto Hidaka, different kind of tag team. Yeah. Wow. Ogawa, he's another uh, old school. Yeah, and and Misawa Misawa's best tag team turn, you know, partner. That's right. He was a big part of the early Noah those tag team matches. Yeah, and then uh, actually he he was not exactly big star with all Japan, but for years that he was Misawa's go to guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What he do you think about this? Yeah, he looks the same still, and he and he's not the typical heavyweight wrestler. He was a Pretty thin, yeah. yeah. Yeah, smaller, crafty wrestler, junior wrestler. That was another right. thing with All Japan. They didn't have those um, junior heavyweight style, like, like what they had going on in New Japan with Liger. Right, and, and yeah, because All Japan's junior heavyweight champion was uh, like Masafuchi, pretty big guy, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, going up against people like uh, the, the Malenko brothers mm -hmm. in the 90s, yeah. Or back like Atsushonita in the 80s. Oh, yeah, so the, the idea, yeah, Giant Baba's idea of junior heavyweight is different from New Japan's idea of mm. junior heavyweight. Yeah. Very much so. And 12-man tag team, you know, you got your Kendo Kashin and Kazunari Murakami, Fujita, Sakuraba, Takashi Sugiura, you know, Sugiura going up against people like Katsuhiko Nakajima, Masakita Miya, Manabu Soya, Hao, Niho, Tadasuke, just like wow, Today's... Yeah. Today's pro wrestling knows red top and bottom tracksuit guys, you know, heel group. Uh, Congo or something? Congo. Yeah, yeah. Congo. Yeah. They, that's a real great uh, generation battle. It's like the dark age team versus the new, the new team. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be very interesting. 12 man tag team. Though. So mm. each guy don't come in that much, you know, I don't right. think. Yeah. But uh, it'll be very interesting showcasing. Very interesting. Yeah. And Kenta, like we said, who will be somewhere. Kenta will be squeezed in somewhere. Yeah. How about yeah. Marufuji? Is, is, he, uh, is he involved in the. Marufuji and Jun Akiyama. Right, right, right. Okay. Up, okay. up against Kaito Miyahara and, and Inamura. Yeah. That's a third from top. So it's a pretty, uh, it was definitely an important card. And it's. Today's, yeah, the showcasing every single superstar from Pro Wrestling Noah. No New Japan involvement on this mm -hmm. one. January 1st, Tokyo Dome. And I think this January 8th, Yokohama Arena, New Japan against Noah is like a completely different story. Mm, more of a New Japan sponsored thing, it feels like. Yeah, but it's Ameba TV product. 
Right, right. Yeah, so it's we're gonna learn a lot about the new technology, not the not the technology, but the wrestling political landscape. Yeah, let's put it that way. Yeah, the medium and how how it's used and who uses it and who the wrestling is for. Yeah, they obviously they saved Keiji Muto against Okada for next though. Because mm-hmm. it, it has to Kei, happen eventually. Yeah, because Keiji Muto against Tanahashi, great match guaranteed, but not as fresh. They've done it. Mm-hmm. They've done it 15, 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. And also, both guys are willing to put each other over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, we had a lot of respect for each other, but uh, Mu- Keiji Muto against Hiroshi Tanahashi doesn't come off like New Japan against Noah. It looks no. like mm. two New Japan guys reunited in the ring. Yeah, <clears throat> like a, like a special, like a, uh, there's a little star asterisk next to the match. Like it's two stars right. doing their own thing. It almost felt like, uh, do you remember a couple of years, uh, not a couple of years ago, I think it was more recent than that, but Jericho and Tanahashi at, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. That felt like a special side match. It didn't feel yeah. just like a New Japan match. It felt like two superstars exhibition. Almost, yeah, yeah, because yeah. not as intense as Okada against Muto should be, you know. Right, right. Yeah. What was the second match they announced? Uh, the New Japan show they had the uh, Nakajima and Takagi. And Nakajima and oh, Sh- IWGP, yeah, that the Shingo Takagi against Katsuhiko Nakajima. That's like first. That's mm-hmm. really fresh, and hard to predict. Mm-hmm. And that really depends on what happens with the Takagi matches, if he wins or loses and keeps the title and whatnot. Or the beginning of new program. What's exactly. the third match they announced? And Okada and I believe it was... Kiyomiya? Kaito Kiyomiya, yeah, that's right. Oh, oh this is an easy win for Okada, but it's Kiyomiya's night. Mm-hmm. That everybody knows about Kiyomiya. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That's very interesting, yeah. But I think, I still think the money match, the biggest money match should be Muto against Okada. They obviously saved for something. Seems like it. I, I, yeah. I wonder if it will connect with uh, with what happens in the future, or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because I thought they were going to do this this time, because that, at the press conference, Keiji Muto, the, the, his comment that the, he only mentioned name uh, Kazuchika Okada, that the, the one he wants to fight. Because he was saying that the the Keiji Muto was saying that the, he had a match against people like um, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Inoki, Choshu, that the, all these superstars that uh, I want to put Okada uh, to that list. It's very interesting. So oh. that's going to happen, huh? It, it must. Ha- it has to happen. I, yeah, I don't know happen. when. I don't because know what their plan wrestlers is. Wrestlers don't give interview for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's strongly and- hinted. So I as, I was assuming that this that the Yokohama Arena show would have Muto against Okada, but they obviously saved it, you know. So it seems it, like this yeah, isn't from, the end. And also from the front cover of Weekly Pro Wrestling Shoe Pro magazine, that the front cover was Kiyomiya and Tanahashi, you know, looking at each other. Mm. So okay. So Tanahashi against Kiyomiya would probably happen. Will happen. Mm. And this might be the Kiyomiya's biggest win of his career. I mean, it's, if you went over on Tanahashi, that's huge. Oh, yeah. And, and he hasn't had a, a situation where, he, other than before Keiji Mutsu came in, when 
Noah was right, under right. the yeah, Lidette right. company. Kishimoto came into Noah very fresh. But it was still, it didn't feel like, I, I don't know about you, but for me, I never felt like, even though he's pushed out in front, it doesn't feel like Kiyomiya has a made man yet. He hasn't oh, no. had yeah, that right, right. senior very over new. him. Very new, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh, he, he, yeah, of course. Obviously, Kiyomiya has the superstar written all over him, but he's not still there yet. Right. He's very point. young. Yeah. And yeah. uh, he hasn't had that the situation like we're talking. Like he hasn't had a Tanahashi or a, a somebody like, you know, Keiji Mutu had one match with. Right. It, it's not enough. And I believe that the next, you know, don't know when, but the next big card that the, somebody like Naito will be involved too. I see. Yeah. So, so yeah. they're not pulling any punches. This is big names, not just sending, you know, someone from the bottom of the card over. Sometimes we would see that you, you get the. Um... Right, right, right. But this is top against top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And New Japan had already announced March 1st and March 2nd, two nights at the Budokan, two consecutive nights mm-hmm. at the Nippon Budokan, March 1st and 2nd. So that's when they have another confrontation, right? I believe. And it's interesting because Budokan, generally, we think of it as the All Japan or later Noah's kind of right. home territory. Home ring, yeah, right. Because Tokyo Dome, that, that's, you know, New Japan. or That's somewhat, New Japan, right. Yeah, the, New Japan wouldn't run until, uh, the, well, what was the, I mean, they've been running the past couple of years, but Budokan was generally, the famous matches for All Japan happened there. Right, well, the Antonio Inoki's era, they had Budokan shows too. Right, but right. More likely than that, it's usually Sumo Palace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking about the big, huge arena in Tokyo. Oh, Kiki. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, okay. <laughs> right, well, he's kind of got mad. He's like, how long is it going to get off the phone? <laughs> okay, then maybe, maybe the Kiki's our, uh, our time uh, timekeeper. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, oh, how about this? I mean, how what? about this? Yeah. Because yeah. we talked about a lot today, but I think there's still things we can talk about Noah related on the next show that are really important, especially Misawa's death and the yeah. ownership changes. And yeah. if there's any, so how about the next time we get together, we can talk a little more Noah history that... and mm. what we can see from there. And I also want to talk about some stars that really didn't have a chance to come up in all Japan, but they never, they're Noah branded star somebody like Takeshi Rikio or somebody oh okay okay he retired yeah but I, in my mind I always associate them just with pro wrestling Noah right well he debuted with all Japan but uh he was young uh, yeah and then, or uh, Takeshi Morishima right who got lost in shuffle and then he walked away and uh he's no longer and Mm-hmm. I think he's young enough to make a comeback, but uh, he probably will not. I don't know. But uh, right, there was a couple guys that lost in shuffle. Yeah. Or or guys like we talked about, Kenta and Naomichi Marafuji, who were in all Japan, but, you know, they well, became the young boys then. Right. And it they was not enough somebody time. was pro wrestling Noah. Right. And not junior heavyweight somebody's, but, you know, main event guys. Right. And uh, they, the, the Kenta and Marafuji both, our Noah superstar who lived the dark age of pro wrestling, the pro wrestling in Japan. Mm-hmm. From the bottom uh, as rookies all the way to the end until now. Right, right. And junior heavyweight body size, but became main event guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both very different styles too, but you know, I think they're also two of the most copied oh, styles. And great athletes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
they could do a lot. So the, uh, there's so much to talk about. And it's just 20 years. Amazing. 20 years since the first show. Yeah. 21 years. Well, what has time have gone? It's just, I felt that I didn't do anything this last 20 years. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. It's just, yeah. well, there's just so much going by and, 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 uh, geez. Yeah. They, we should talk next time about the different ownership because it was Misawa, Taoway took control for a while and then things got really different. Yeah. Afterwards. And then a different sponsor came in and left. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So it's because it's hard to have this big roster under contract and salary scale and to maintain all these just big wrestling companies, you know, budget and uh, business all, all it's 20 years. Like we said, Pro Wrestling Noah has been around 21 years. This is longer than WCW or ECW. It's crazy. Isn't it? It's yeah. just because we saw, we talk so much about what happened in the 90s and the 80s, but we missed the past 20 years that are happening now. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So let's wrap it up for now. Well, next time we'll talk about, we'll do Q&A soon too. I said yeah, last time please. we'll do Q&As. We're going to send in questions, send them to me on Twitter at Justin M. Nipper, K-N-I-P-P-E-R. But where can people find you, Fumi, on social um, media? Fumihikodayo, F-U-M-I-H-I-K-O-D-A-Y-O. Fumihikodayo on Twitter or Fumi Saito on Facebook. And I have Instagram, Fumisaito2001. And either way, um, friend me or message me first, and, and I'll message you back. And uh, yeah, I'll start from there. All right, so Fumi, take it away. So long from Tokyo. I break that down. I break that down. I break that down.